Oh, Lord, here coming. All this and more in this episode of... Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Take a seat. I want you to get a nice handful of peanuts and a nice handful of sunflower seeds. Put them in your mouth. Shell and all. Just hope for the best. Some people chew sunflower seed shells with the seed still in it, actually. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like those people. No. No, if if you're one of those people, that's fine. I don't care. Do what you want. Just don't choke. I've done it before, but I got tired of, like, seed shells getting stuck in my teeth. You ever eat peanuts with a shell on? Like, from a ballpark? Yeah. I have. Those people are an un- unhinged monster to society. I want nothing to do with them. I, I've chewed down on one before. I like the taste. I do not like the Oh, yeah. Okay. Just fiber. Here's cardboard. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's, like, the taste is good until you got that cardboard, like, texture. And Dusty like... cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, hey, thanks for joining us. This is Godzilla Destroy All Podcast. I am your under-the-weather, little sick, getting over it, sinus infection host, Logan Voe. And I'm joined today by some guy. I am your amazing co-host, Charles, who is probably starting to get sick because he woke up with a dry, scratchy throat this morning. Nice. I might have got you sick. Probably, but... I don't, well. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, my sickest day was Saturday. Or Honestly. was Friday. And I didn't really talk to you a lot Friday. No, no. Basically really. just to say, hey, we're not recording tomorrow because we're <laughs> going to record Saturday. And I'm like, no, I'm dead. Yeah, we had to postpone. <clears throat> so if you hear me cough, if you hear me sniffle... My voice sounds a little weird. Um, I'm recovering still. I'm sorry. But I wanted to get the episode out, so here we are. If I sound weird, it's because I'm probably sucking down a cough drop. Yeah, me too. We're the cough drop boys. Yeah, so we apologize for any irritants that might cause. So, hey, what is this podcast? Well, this is Godzilla Destroy All Podcast, where two enthusiasts of kaiju, kaiju enthusiasts, talk about a certain monster every episode, break down their facts and stats, and... Talk about our daily lives and our daily bread and all that stuff, and then here we are. This is the episode. Essentially, yeah, that's about yeah, what we do. That's about what we do. Um, what are we doing today, Chuckies? Uh, this episode, we are going to be going over the three-part animated movie series, Godzilla Earth. Yes, and along with that, um, ya boy, me, as in me, I didn't want to watch these goddamn movies. <laughs> and I was like, Chuck... We're going to do Godzilla Earth, but I'm not going to watch the movies, so you're going to explain to me the plot of the movies. Yeah, so essentially, this the one this is going to go is, like, we're just going to have a conversation about this show, and he's more or less going to be asking me questions periodically about it, and it's going to be up to me to describe to him what the details yeah, of it are. Yeah, I got are. this idea originally, because we did Jet Jaguar just a little bit ago. Yeah. And I didn't watch Singular Point, so you explained to me the plot of Singular Point, and I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I, I genuinely, like, that was part of, one of my favorite parts of an episode in a long time, so I'm like, let's just do that again i'm not gonna watch godzilla earth because that's like five hours of my life i don't want to waste <laughs> no it was it was yeah i i originally thought i i'd seen them all before but i thought they're all like just like a 50 minute hour long thing kind of like an episode of game of thrones or something and then i went to go watch them in one sitting and realized that they were anywhere from a hour 20 to an hour 40 minutes long <laughs> So that's five hours of your night just gone. Yeah, so I just spent the whole rest of my night just watching these movies and then just being bored to tears. Uh, it wasn't as boring while he was on screen. Just listening to the humans just contemplate how they're going to deal with them kind of dragged on a couple times. Did you watch Subterdubbed? 
Uh, dubbed. Uh, oh, right. It was on Netflix, so it's automatically dubbed. You have to change it to sub <coughs> down there, actually. Oh, okay. So if I watch, I don't know if it's available anywhere else, but I'm sure anywhere I else. I think it it's would... a Netflix only. Yeah. I think. Which explains why it starts undubbed. Yeah. Um. So before we get into it, uh, we always read some reviews. And if you want to leave us a review on the old Apple podcast, I think that's the official term for Apple podcast. I believe so. Leave us a five-star review. I'll read them on the air. Yeah. Um. So here we go. Before we get into this, Chuck, before we get into this, we have some great ones. Um. All of them are great, by the way. Um, I, I, there was this other podcast that I've been like kind of looking at on Instagram. I'm not going to say the name of them and stuff. And I reached out and said, Hey, do you want to do like a, like a crossover episode? Where, oh, that's like, cool. When your guys come on to here, we talk with them or one of us go on there and we talk on their show. And I thought it'd be like a good match. It wasn't exactly Kaiju related, but it was like in the nerd realm. I think we could have had some fun. Yeah. They get back to me and said, oh, your follower account on Instagram isn't high enough for us to want to do a collab. How dare they? And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look, I double check on their Instagram because I just like, I they're somewhat new. They have like maybe 20, 30 episodes. So do we, but we've been doing this for two years. Yeah. We do one episode a month. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I, I just reached out. So yeah, their Instagram follower account has like 3,000. And I'm like, we okay, have... we have like 150, but I don't ever really update the Instagram. Right. I don't do social media because I fucking hate it. The only social media I take serious is TikTok because I sell my dice in there. So there I have like 11,000 followers. Yeah, I see random posts on Facebook, but that's about it. Yeah. So, but I looked at their, f- how many they follow. They follow 4,000 and they have 3,000 followers. So they did follow for follow to mm. get their fucking followers. I'm like, okay, all right. So I looked up their 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 Apple ratings and their Spotify ratings. They have 3 ratings on iTunes. Like total? Total. <laughs> we have like 96 as of this recording. Yeah, because... and I looked at their Spotify ratings. They have 5. We have like 160. So I'm like, all right, we are probably the bigger show straight up. And I wanted to like just do a fun collab, help each other both out. And then they were like, no, your Instagram followers aren't enough. Like, when you have fellated numbers. I was like, what the fuck? Like, all right. I'm not going to throw their name on their bus. I'm not going to say what kind of podcast they are. It's just really funny when other podcasts try to do that. And it's not like the, not like we're a massive podcast no. by any means. But we have a very loyal fan base. Oh, yeah. Our, our fan base is great. Yeah. So it just would have been like a fun collab. And they were just like, no. I'm like... All right. Like, we could have helped you out a lot, probably. Yeah, like, I am offended now. Like, holy shit. Like, you have three ratings on iTunes, and you're going to bigwig me? You have 20 episodes and three How ratings. How do they have that many followers and only three ratings? Because, so, on on a lot of those things, they do follow for follow. It means, hey, other podcasts, if you follow me, I'll follow you. So, ah. there's a bunch of other podcasts following each other that don't listen to each other's shows, but they fillet, they fillet their follower numbers. Gotcha. So it's like fake followers. Yes. And I don't, I, I, I don't want to do that. Like no. I, when I first started lost legends and my other horror podcasts, I did that for a little bit and I realized like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not gaining any other listens. It's just a dumb number on the follower account goes up. Yeah. doesn't help the show at all. So I stopped doing it and I have never done it for this show. So like all the followers on our Instagram are legit followers and yeah. probably a couple of bots. Ours matter. Yeah, and if you look at how many people I follow on the Instagram, only a few, and only people who like interact with me on Instagram saying, "Hey, I like the show." Hey, cool. I usually show them a follow or something like that. But yeah, like I don't, I don't take Instagram serious at all. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's just like if you want to start a podcast, and if you are another podcast, like don't don't big league other podcasts. Like, oh, your follower count's not big enough. Like, dude, like we're all just we're all doing this for fun. Yeah, like a few of us have Patreon behavior. Don't do that. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of funny to me because like. <laughs> You know, we look, I looked, we're almost at a hundred reviews on, on iTunes and I'm like, all right, like, that's funny that we have like almost a hundred percent like 
hundred thousand, you know, way more, way more. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. Anyways. Mm-mm. All right. This is from Bradosaurus Rex. I almost dropped my phone in my face. Uh, just guys being dudes. Five stars. It's a fun listen. It's fun to listen to two friends give each other a ribbing and getting into shenanigans. Just a chill podcast from enthusiasts. Giving each other a ribbing. I think this person might be British. I'm going to I'm gonna guess that they're British. Bradosaurus Rex, maybe you're British. I don't know. But thank you for the review. Just two guys being dudes. I like that. Um, this is an updated one. Uh, this is from UD... Oh, God. UDHDGD... DH, one of the best podcasts. This is one of the best podcasts ever. P.S. Can you do Legendary Mechagodzilla? Didn't we? Have we? Not yet. Not Legendary Mechagodzilla. No, right. We've done Original and Showa. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there eventually. P.S. I like Logan better than Chuck because he's more relatable. So he said in the last review, <laughs> I was more relatable. <laughs> if you remember that conversation. Edit, I'm not trying to hate on Chuck. I just think Logan is funnier. Oh, uh, no, I agree. He's funnier. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so uh, he did, talks about some other stuff. I think he like looked up my my personal Facebook account because he talks about like my Funko Pop collection and my mustache, and I don't, I didn't put that on the Instagram. So I think he found my personal Facebook account, which I sure, bud. Thanks. You have an avid fan, I guess. Thanks, buddy. All right, from Ray ninety two, fantastic five stars. Absolutely love your podcast. Love that your casual fans don't waste time being a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Like most fan podcasts, make me feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, make me feel like just hanging out with my, fr- oh my god, make me feel like we're just hanging out talking about Godzilla. So yeah, that's why I've never you said we're experts. That I did. I'm I'm struggling. I'm getting over the science infection. I'm sorry. Um, I I like that's. I've never claimed we were experts. Yeah, I do. I don't like even that say they we're super fans. That, yeah, I say we're enthusiasts, enthusiasts. because. We do our research, but we're not, like, hard fact-checking yeah, our I mean, research. It seems ingenuine when you do, <coughs> like, that much detailing. Yeah, well, also, like, it can you can get lost in the sauce, bogging down all this information. Yeah. So that's why we kind of hit the highlights. Yeah, like, the only numbers we throw out are, like, so, height and weight. I do like how people are like, yeah, they're not 100% accurate, but they're fun about it. Like, yeah, that's true. That's what we're I would like for. to be 100% accurate, but sometimes, like, we're going to forget stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm it sorry. Happens. But appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, from... Uh, Mosando, Chuck, did you know sheep lay eggs? Five stars. Why do they... <laughs> what did you do, Logan? I've said, I've told that story on the show Oh, before. you did, didn't you? Guys, uh... I love your podcast. It is a breath of fresh air in these tribal times. My 21-year-old son turned me into, turned me onto you guys, and must say you guys do not disappoint one bit. The banter between both of you, Chuck's irrational love for Yu-Gi-Oh!, both of you complain about the male pattern baldness. It just makes me <laughs> laugh and laugh. Yeah, this is a Goji podcast. You, <laughs> Yeah, it's a Goji podcast. And yet you guys kind of know your stuff, LOL. <laughs> Grats and keep keep uh, keep it rolling. By the way, Logan... Oh, sorry. By the way, Chuck, did you know... Dot, dot, dot. Logan, please fill in the blank. Chuck, did you know that lizards can be milked? Okay, I... <laughs> Yeah, lizard milk is very nutritious and refreshing, uh, Charles. I'm never going to live that down. Would you like to try some lizard milk? I would like to eat a lizard. You would like to eat a lizard? Yeah, some people do it. Really? Yeah, like uh, like small lizards on the stick. Hmm. You're going to love my next D&D character on Lost Legends. Oh, I think you told me what it was, but I won't spoil it here in case yeah, I Yeah, no, basically, it. he likes to eat lizards. So, oh, I put that in my backstory. Yeah. <laughs> um, season four coming up very soon. 
<coughs> Do you want to give yourself a break and I read a couple on the Discord? Uh, so that was all the reviews. Oh, okay. So I did ask. I do need a break here really soon because I'm about to die. Um, on the Instagram and on the Discord, I did post. Uh, look at your butt. Look, blah blah blah. Here it is. Uh, later today, we're recording our episode on the biggest boy, Godzilla Earth. Let us know your thoughts on him, and we'll read some on the on the show, on the air, on the show, whatever. Nothing matters. All right, yeah, hit some on the Discord. We're not going to read all of them because we got a lot. Yeah, no, we got and quite a few, and some of them are long. We so enjoy your guys' enthusiasm. Read the very well. last one, though. That's my favorite one so the far. The very last one. Uh, from The Mimic, Godzilla Earth deserves better than what he got. Oh, no. Uh, oh, that's a new one. Uh, the one above that. Two above that. Two above that. Bru- Bru- yeah, that one. Bruno. Bruno. <coughs> I Okay, I whoever this guy's name is, I, I apologize if I butcher this, but Bruno... Bis, just Bruno. Bicard, Bicard, Bruno. Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna stick with Bruno. He is too big. Ten out of ten. It's my favorite one we've gotten of all these. Uh, that's a good one. It's short to this to the point. Uh, here's another one uh, from Emerald the Train God. I think she kind of agree or kind of agrees with your sentiment on it. The design is cool, but I can't remember a single cool thing that happened in their movie. I feel that if you actually watched this, you would have that same sentiment because it's a lot of talking and then like one fight scene from each movie on Godzilla with humans, mostly. Yeah, I would probably hate these movies straight up, probably. honestly. <laughs> Fervis Wolf says, this is an interesting choice. I couldn't get into this one, but I'm down to learn more awesome. I wanted to say 100% agree, but I wanted to bury the lead that I didn't watch these yet. So. <laughs> Uh, Muto plays. He is big plant. Fun fact, he's actually a plant somehow. Yeah, we'll go over that here when we talk about him. Um, I'm going to read uh, one or two off the Instagram quick, and we'll go over the Discord. Oh, no, Kaiju Chris. Cool design, but the trilogy was horrible. (laughs) All right, from Cheems Priest. He's lame. The Godzilla Earth movies were some of the first Godzilla movies I'd ever watched, and also the first anime I've ever watched. I... Sorry. That's a rough introduction. On both, both accounts, mediums. yeah. Both mediums, that's a rough introduction. When I first saw it, I thought it was I thought the movie was good. But now I look back on the films and wonder how I watched all three. Obviously, Godzilla is the best part of the trilogy. I like how he's a plant now, but that's all really. I feel like his design is too smooth. Interesting. Uh I think that the design included if the design includes sharper elements, I'd like it more. But honestly, I can barely remember these movies. All I remember is the giant Evangelion angel Ghidorah randomly appeared and hugged, God- hugged Godzilla for a while before dying. All right, Kaiju, awful anime. Still, the Godzilla Earth trilogy is better than the better than One Piece, though. That's a bold claim, my friend. That is, he does in parentheses. Bold. In parentheses, they say, "JK, JK, don't crucify me." All uh, right, you were about to get crucified there, buddy. I I haven't watched all of One Piece. I I binged fifty episodes in like two days, and then I took a break. And I discovered Gundam, and I've been balls deep into Gundam ever since. <laughs> I will eventually come back to One Piece, but it is good what I watched. Uh, I think I've seen some of One Piece before. It was probably just like the first 30 or so <coughs> episodes back when it was on TV and I was watching it. People who have watched a lot of One Piece, or even all of it, love it. So yeah. that's got it's got to be good. I heard it's amazing, but you got to commit to it. <laughs> all right, from the Instagram, Honcho Collects. Um, Straight up, like Honcho a lot because uh, his favorite his his like emblem is Doctor Doom, and his oh. like pages about him collecting different like memorabilia of like comics and stuff. And yeah, you know Doctor Doom is one of my favorites. You know that. Oh yeah. So yeah, you got a scary hero quick of him. It, 
kindred spirits here, Honcho and I. All right, awesome design. Films were eh, mid. Felt like the film's writing could have been better. Never heard much about the films before I randomly scrolled on Netflix. LOL. And then the last one on the Instagram I'm going to do here uh, from Captain V. Criminally underrated design. Film sucks, but design is okay perfection. Uh, his, oh, I think it was supposed to be a chef kiss emoji, but it gave the okay emoji. Ah. Uh, film sucks, but design is perfection. Uh, easily top 10 designs, in my opinion. Atomic Breath and Scarlet Form are very cool as well. And I'll read one more from the uh, Discord, then we'll move on. Sure. Uh, from Toothless. Love that name. He's pretty cool. Definitely one of the strongest Godzilla's ever seen. Though I do prefer Godzilla Ultima from the other anime, uh, singular point. Earth is still pretty cool. That's one of the few on here that doesn't actually rip on the show. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Everyone's kind of like, eh, shit. You know, like, uh... Well, in their defense, like... Like, Tired Outlaw says it a 2 out of 10. It did feel like the whole three trilogy movies were kind of dragged on. And if they had introduced at least a couple extra kaiju, like an extra one per movie, rather than waiting for <gasps> Ghidorah in the last one for it to be just an anticlimactic fight, maybe it would have been a lot better. So, yeah, let's get into the movie really quick here, because I have a question for you about what you just said. Yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Does the movie, do the does the trilogy feel like it's just leading up to the Ghidorah fight the entire time? No. Okay. So... Um, or does Ghidorah just randomly appear like the one comment said? Um, so each movie has its own kind of storyline going on. And uh, the third one is, Giz- is Ghidorah's storyline. So um, if I were to break it down for you simply, the first movie is about the humans returning to Earth after they do a hyperspace jump in a spaceship. And because of the hyperspace jump, Earth has aged 20,000 years and Godzilla has evolved to this mountain-sized monstrosity. And um, when they get there, they find a little, what's now called a Godzilla Phylus, who they think is the original Godzilla that's just somehow still alive after 20,000 years. So like a baby Godzilla. Yeah, he looks like the Godzilla that they ran away from. Okay. And they actually managed to kill it because somebody on the ship, the main character on the ship, found a flaw in one of his defensive abilities that they could, uh, what's the word, exploit. There you go. To take him down, which it worked. They basically made him blow himself up. Okay. And after they did that, the actual original OG wakes up, gets up, and just does one tail swing and wipes out almost 90% of them that were on the ground team. Um, And right, that's so basically that's, where that one ends. That's the first movie. Yeah, so the first movie is about them coming home, trying to take him down. So it just sounds like you just explained, like the end of the movie and that's like the entire movie yeah. that was essentially the end of the first movie that was so like the beginning part is just them leaving earth or the beginning the beginning of the first movie is um them leaving as godzilla is chasing them off planet they're going through space things are getting dire and sad so we're in space with them struggling yeah. to survive pretty yeah. much if i were if i were to go into a bit more detail about the space part in the beginning of it basically they've been in space so long you know supplies are dwindling the planet they're hoping to move to didn't turn out the way they wanted it to i did look up the planet because i said they're gonna try to go to this planet it's three times the size of earth so it would be three times the fucking gravity it's a horrible idea yeah i don't know what their thought process on that was uh, but you know anime bullshit logic sure. so i don't recall what the name of that planet was it kind of went over <coughs> really quickly um, but, uh, basically they get to that planet and find out that it's uh, not how tight ta- you ta- it's T A U dash E Tau you Tau you Tau 
Tayui? I don't know. Uh, as random, random, random planet name. Sure. Like so, Centauri. So basically, shit. first movie, they're struggling in space. Yeah. They Let's just do a brief overview of all three, and then we'll get into the stats of Godzilla Earth, yeah. and then we'll go more deep. So what's the second movie? So second movie, um, they've been decimated on the ground force. Uh, they can't go back to the mothership because all their transport ships got taken out. So they get saved by a... <laughs> this is going to sound really weird to say it. They get saved by an... A tribe of insect people. That are on Earth. Yes. That have evolved in 20,000 years. Yes. Basically, these are... Actually, no. Like, they're not even actual people. Uh, one of the scientists that survived on the ground team speculates that they actually just straight up evolved from, like, insect life forms. Mm. But they look humanoid for some reason. And uh, <coughs> because of that, you know, obviously there's a connection to Mothra, and a couple of them are the Shobajin of this movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the main character gets rescued by the Shobajin. Uh, they cover him in, like, uh, their type of, like, scales that are covered all over their body. That'll be relevant later in the movie. Um, so they get taken back to, they meet up with all the other survivors. The tribe takes them back to where they're bunkered in. And, uh, it might, might, and, um, they find out that Mothra had tried to fight Godzilla and died doing it. Okay. And that these tribes have just been living here, surviving alongside Godzilla, who's now basically dominated, dominated the entire planet to his whims. Like, the plant life, bug life, animal life, all, all kind of resembles Godzilla. The bug's life. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> Honestly, out of the three, this one was my favorite. Okay. This one felt like it had the Is this best. the one with the quote-unquote Mechagodzilla? Uh, Mechagodzilla City. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, it might be worth mentioning now, in the first movie, as the last-ditch attempt to try and take out Godzilla before they left Earth originally, they were going to use a Mecha Godzilla, that, uh, an alien tribe. It <laughs> completely went over that. An alien an alien tribe tried to make... They were called the Bill Saluto. They were like Texas. All right, no, we're getting too gritty yet. I want I want just brief, and then we got to go into the stats. Yeah, yeah, brief, brief, brief. Brief. We're going to come back to the alien shit. All right, so basically they... Uh, How does the second movie end? Second movie ends where uh, they turn Mechagodzilla's city into like a big trap to try and take out this, the original Godzilla. It almost works until they that original Godzilla pulls out like a backup plan and overheats himself and starts melting the city. They go for a last-ditch effort, but then find out that it's a bad idea and they have to stop it. And then they just kind of fail. Okay, third movie. Opening? So, Third movie, uh, the other alien group who are more religious try and mind control all the surviving humans. Okay, so there's two alien groups. Yeah, they're okay. the Bilsaluto and the Exif. The Exif uh, kind of stabbed... Now, do a, they look like aliens or do they look like people? They look like people, but they are characteristically different from the humans. Okay. So we don't got, like, bug people or anything like that from, like, the old Showa stuff? No. Okay. Uh, I guess there's bug people, but not bug The Bilsaluto... I think the closest I could say that they look like the Bill Saludo may look like... What are you, Bill, Bill Sanudo? Bill Saludo. Bill Saludo. Bill Saludo. Okay. It just sounds like you said Bill's like, a noodle. They look like spiky orc dudes, but they don't have like fangs or anything. They look like people, but like spiky hair. Like anime hair? Uh, no, it's... Or have actual spikes? Like regular people hair, but it's like combed back and looks kind of spiky. Even their beards are spiky. Like doesn't look like hair. It looks like they're spikes? Yeah, it looks like spikes. Like, Which makes like sense. Like keratin spikes, like like what like a rhinoceros horn would be made out of. Um, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know if it actually moves because you never see anybody's hair like sway around a whole lot in these movies. So okay. I don't know if their hair. moves So, but it is drastically di different from. Human yeah, you hair. can tell what they are. Okay, you can tell they're not human by looking at them in the face. Okay, that's. What and I was then the XF kind of look like elves. 
That's racist. And that's what they look like. Okay. Uh, so their plan was to brainwash the surviving humans on both the spaceship and on Earth. And uh, they kind of do it into tricking them all into like sacrificing themselves to their god, who was actually Ghidorah. Hell yeah. Ghidorah manifests in their world as a black hole and eats that ship and explodes it. And then comes down to the Earth and starts coming out of three separate bra- black holes as like giant snake heads. You don't ever see his whole body. Just, I've seen that clip before a few yeah, times. Yeah, it's just three long Ghidorah necks coming down. They wrap around him and start absorbing his energy. Start hugging him. like, like Basi- Yeah, basically. You find out like after like fucking ten minutes of him wrapping around him that he's slowly pulling him into his own realm and he's starting to disappear off scanners and shit like he's no longer in this dimension. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because Ghidorah is basically a fourth dimensional creature and the laws of our of that world do not apply to him. He can grab Godzilla, but Godzilla cannot touch him. That's not fair. He even, yeah, he even shot an atomic blast at him, and it just curved away from him. Didn't even touch him. But on all the human scanners that were watching the fight, the beam was just straight. It didn't curve at all. So okay. the laws of physics and reality don't apply to Ghidorah while he's in our realm. They find out the reason for that is because one of the alien exifs are guiding Ghidorah through like some eye thing he shoved in his own eye. The main character breaks that dude's eye and gouges it out. Ghidorah is now subject to our world's laws. Godzilla immediately takes him out. Why? Because he was about to kill him. Well, isn't the whole point they want to kill Godzilla? Uh, I'd have to go into further detail as to why things are fucked up at the end there. Okay, we'll touch on that in a little bit then. So, Godzilla survives at the end? Yes. And beats three-headed Snake Ghidorah? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, that, that's... <laughs> Alright, that's brief. Alright, let's get into the stats and facts of the big boy. Yeah, we'll go over his height and weight like usual <clears throat> and what his abilities are. Alright, so height... You kind of like you kind of built me up here a little bit, and I'm a little upset. <laughs> you said he's mountain size. He's 300 meters. That's a thousand feet. When you're watching it, he looks like a mountain. Damn it! Now, I looked up size of mountains. It's not mountain size, my guy. <laughs> like Mount Fuji is like 17,000 feet. Okay, I'll admit. The- so 17 of these Godzillas <laughs> is mountain size. All right. I will admit, like in the first movie, the scene where he's coming out of the ground. Is probably the best scene. He's he's very hill. He's big hill. He he looks like a small mountain standing up. We'll go like the hills of Tennessee. How about that? You you might not have been there. Sure. All right. Uh, So I looked up another comparison. Something that we couldn't understand. We're Midwest boys. You've been to Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Like twice. You've seen the Sears Tower. Yeah. Sears Tower is like the third or fourth biggest building in in America. Okay. It's now called the Wills Tower. I will not. I'll be dead in the grave before I recognize it as the Wills Tower. It's the Sears Tower, damn it. That's a whole nother bag of beans. Um, A bag of beans, I like Yeah, that. I couldn't think of it. Sears Tower that. is 1,400 feet tall. So, Godzilla Earth's not even as tall as the Sears Tower. Hmm. He's still impressively tall. He's more than, like, two-thirds the height of it. But not quite Sears Tower height. So, I think they may have messed up the scaling in the movie, then, because... Um... When you watch it in the very beginning of the first movie, you see like Godzilla at his regular size, which is only fifty meter. He was already the That's height. That's Showa of... size. Yeah, he was Showa size. He was already the height of like most of the buildings you saw in the background. And then when he when they jump twenty thousand years into the future, basically, and he's like 
his 300 meter tiles, he literally looks like an actual mountain just but walking. Are around. there any more skyscrapers at 20,000 years in the future? No, all all. So maybe it's like a gone. scale thing that wasn't able to. Because like, yeah, there's a scientific thing. I'm gonna teach you. This is Logan Science Corner. All right. When you look at the moon at night and you see it's fucking huge in the middle of the sky, right? And you're like, yeah. holy shit, that's a big damn moon. Or no, if it's when it's closer to the horizon, right? Closer to the horizon, it looks like a big old damn ass moon, right? You're like, yeah. damn. Motherfucker big, but then you see it later in the night, and it's higher up in the sky, it looks smaller. Yeah. It's actually the exact same size. It didn't shrink or sm- or get bigger. Uh, it's an optical illusion because we have, we can see it near the horizon, near like trees and buildings and shit, so we can see how fucking huge the moon ah, is. Ah, so because there's things that scale it to, it Yeah, so there's things that scale it to, it looks huge. But then when it's in the sky by itself, on this giant, huge open sky, it looks smaller, but it's the exact same size, if you were to measure it. Hmm. That's Logan Science Corner. Well, I guess that's probably my issue when watching it. And there's nothing really to scale it to, other than a mountain in the background. Okay, so I'll 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 give you that pass there, Chucky. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, uh, original size is 50 meters. And uh, then 300 meters. And then 300 meters Which for isn't feature even size. Sears Tower height. <laughs> All right. Wait. Damn my eyes. He starts off at 10,000 metric tons mm-hmm. and then jumps to 100,000 metric tons, which is I've now big. the heaviest and tallest that we've big. gotten on here. Yeah, heaviest and tallest. He's he's big boy. Uh, they they label the both sizes as forms, and they refer to them as the 2030 form and the 20,000-year form. Oh, I also looked up... I'm sorry to, to uh, bug you here a little bit about this. I did look at the comparison... The length of Showa, I'm sorry, the length of Shin Godzilla, length, you know how long Shin Godzilla is with that tail? Yeah. Is 300 meters. So he's as he's, tall as he He's is as long. tall as Shin is long. So there's another, like, scaling <clears throat> to your head of, like, there we go. of, like, how big he is. All so, right. Again, big, but not honeycomb big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so not as big as he seemed. Not as big as he seemed. He no. seemed pretty big, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh... All right, so let's go. I, I see that his his. I didn't watch the shit. I watched just a few clips. His atomic beam is different, right? Yes. It didn't come out of his mouth. Uh, essentially, it, I mean, he fires it from the front of his mouth. So, but like, the energy comes out of from his nose, it, or just like particles appear in front of him. Okay, so, so as he charges up his back, um, kind of like singular point, actually, almost. You see, like a ring of energy come from behind him to the front of him, kind of like a like a halo comes around to the front, and it gets smaller as it gets to his mouth. And once it gets to that sm- small ball sized part in the front of his face, then it fires off as a beam, kind of like Shin Godzilla, where it's like that big fire thing. Then it concentrates in the beam, right? Essentially, yeah. But That's instead shit, of right? a, I'm not misremembering, that yeah, right. it's shit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But instead of like a stream of fire, it's just a circle of energy coming around to the front, condensing and firing off. It looked cool. The one clip I saw it looked kind of cool. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, what's about to happen? Um, Anything, like, really cool he does with that? Does he brittle the center of the earth or anything? No, he doesn't do that, although I don't doubt he could. He's a fairly strong beam. He's a strong beam boy. Yeah. I mean, anything that beam hit Did he take out a city with it or anything like that? Like... He did wipe out Mega Godzilla City in essentially one or two blasts. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah, considering the entire city was nanometal. Um... And then, uh, what about his other abilities? Uh, he's actually got a decent slew, but you don't really know what they are unless you actually look them up, mostly. Okay. He has a uh, voice, right? He can scream really loud? Yes. his He can uh, charge up his back and then convert it into an energy roar, essentially. And what it does is the roar is so loud, but so directed forward 
that is vibrating the air at such a violent manner that it can crush and destroy anything in the path of the blast. So, Logan's science corner again. There is, like, not to this degree of power, but we do have devices that you can just, like, put it... It's just, like, one small speaker, and you can put it on something, and it will only shoot the sound in that one direction. Yeah. So, I had a buddy who's... His dad worked in, like, some weird science bullshit, and he brought it home, and he put it on, like, a whiteboard, like, one of those handheld whiteboards. Yeah. Stuck it on that, and the whiteboard was kind of like a speaker, and it would only direct... I was standing in front of about, like, 13 feet away. I could hear it just fine. And my buddy was standing right next to him. He's like, I can barely hear it. So, it is possible to direct sound waves in one singular direction. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, he did that, but... Turned up to a bajillion. Right, he's destroying forests and yeah, shit, so right? Yeah, so it's damn near as strong as his atomic breath, but it probably wouldn't be as effective on God, uh, Mega Godzilla City as the beam was. Okay. Uh, he's got a plasma cutter, is what it was called. Okay. Um, basically, uh, when he woke up and saw the military had just took out, like, I'm assuming was his kid. I, You know what? I'm, a, I'm officially saying it here. Godzilla Phylus from that movie, but that's what they called it. That was Godzilla Jr., they killed him. Fair. They killed Godzilla Jr. Every Godzilla Jr. Yeah. is a die at some point. Yeah, sadly. So, Daddy wakes up, sees his kid exploded, sees a military force. He just swings his tail, and at the very end of the swing, whips the tip of his tail with enough force that it generates a slicing shockwave that just wipes out everything in its path. Um, I saw here he can swing his tail up to Mach 4? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, like, if you swing something that fast, <coughs> the shockwave generated by it is going to just wipe out everything that flies by. Kind of like in uh, the Legendary series when Rodan's just flying over the town. Mm. The shockwave of his wings is just destroying the entire city as he flies over. Essentially that, but cranked up in a straight line. Science corner from Logan again. <laughs> I mean, This is Logan's science day, apparently. Uh, the sound of, like, a whip cracking, that's the that's the end of the the whip breaking the sound barrier. That's why it makes that sound. Yeah. So I actually times this up by like a bajillion, <clears throat> like you said. I actually found that out by watching an anime on Netflix. Oh, look! At they you. they were going over the science of a whip crack, but for like fighting purposes. Um, he's got ridiculous regeneration. Okay. Um, when they were trapping him in Mecha Godzilla City, they destroyed his dorsal fins, which was generating another one of his powers that I'll go over here briefly. He was able to regenerate that dorsal fin in a matter of minutes. Holy shit, for real? Yeah. Essentially, after they destroyed it, they knew there was a set amount of time, which was very short, before it was going to immediately regenerate. That, okay. <clears throat> yeah, like, they had a small, even the phylus. Like, I don't think I've seen, like... Comparing it to, like, the other biggest kaiju. Think Piccolo, like, instant regeneration. It's like that. It's just, like, a delay before you can do it. That's pretty cool. And it's a very short delay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what other abilities you got? Uh, like I was saying earlier, the ability that permeates from his uh, dorsal plate, it's called uh, <laughs> a asymmetricality permeable shield. He's got a shield? Yes. Like Captain America? No, you don't see it. It's like a force field that's invisible. Essentially, his dorsal plates emit a electromagnetic field around his entire body that blocks any and all incoming damage, physical or ranged. He's a plant, right? Yes. And I shit you not, <laughs> the show even says he can do it on the cellular level. What? Which means his entire body is basically shielded permanently while it's active. And it's almost always... He only activates it when something is actually able to hurt him. 
Uh, Is there a way to break through the shield? Yes, they actually found a way to uh, time something to where they can uh, overload and disable it. And they would use that moment to inject him with EMP emitters to disrupt it and cause it to backfire and blow him up from the inside. That's Wait, how they so destroy his shield the... is electronic? It's, it's, uh, it's an electromagnetic field that he generates at the cellular level. I mean, I guess Science Corps, the heart generates electricity. Essentially, yeah. So that's I why when you get shocked, it pumps that. you back up. I guess I'll go with that. Yeah. that but basically, he does it. Sounds like anime bullshit to me, It's though. severe anime bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, basically, they used his own shield against him. They would uh, basically temporarily disable it by timing it, their attack just right. And then while it's down for seconds, they had literal seconds before it re- re- reactivated. And that's why I said, like, he can instant regen his dorsal plates. They have to destroy the dorsal plate to shut it down. Mm. And then they have seconds before that plate regenerates and the shield comes back. And then the sh- it did regenerate, so I'm guessing that plan failed. Uh, when they that's how, I, that's how they killed the Phylus. They took out the dorsal plate and shot an EAP emitter in it. And that makes the shield backfire and destroy and blow him up at the cellular level. So that's why Phylus just explodes. Oh, okay. So they did that to fight us. Yeah. They attempted the same thing on a larger scale for him. But um, as they shot the MP emitter in him, that's when he entered his base. I'm I'm, I'm just going to call it his burning form. Um, I think it's. I think they call it the Scarlet Form. Yeah. I think think the ability is actually called energy conversion. Basically, he turns all his energy inwards and overheats his body and he's just starting to melt everything around him including the spike they shot into him for the EMP emitter and basically destroyed it from the inside out. He melted his own spike? He melted the EMP emitter they shot into oh, him okay. into wh- the after the okay. spike was destroyed. Because he realized that once his shield was down and he couldn't move because they had got him stuck in place by surrounding him with liquid metal and solidifying it immediately. So he decided to just burn it all down. Yeah, he just melted everything around him until the shield regenerated. And then once the shield was back up, just blasted the city and took it out. Okay. So basically he knew like he was fucked and had a plan for it. Okay. And that succeeded then? Yeah. Is this burning form only in one of the movies or all three or two? He uses it in that movie and he tries to use it to defend himself against Ghidorah, but it doesn't work. Okay. So he uses it in two and three? Yeah. Because again, Ghidorah doesn't, doesn't have to... Obeyed by Obey the laws of our So city. that's really his only weakness, is like hurt his dorsal fin to get rid of yeah, the... Yeah, take out the dorsal fin, you have a very, very short window to shoot an EMP emitter in him to make his power go against him. That's the only way they've been able to find to defeat him. Otherwise, anything else is ineffective. That's why they had to leave the plane in the first place, because they couldn't take him out originally back then, but they didn't know about that. Okay. I think I'm ready to talk about the... Unless there's like a big thing, I'm ready to talk about the plot of this movie. Uh... Movies. Yeah, we can just go from there. The other abilities he has are, you know, basic, you know, toughness. Um, He does... uh, There is one I'll go over. It's called Metallic Tissue. Like, I know he looks plant-based, and he is a plant, but his uh, body looks like it's just literally, like, impenetrable, like metal. Like, bullets bounce off of him like they're hitting a steel wall. Okay. So, like, he's he's got, like, basically metallic plant-like skin. (coughs) All right, so his body is pretty much like a plant. Yeah. Over, like, metal... Basically, yeah. And the scary part is, is the Earth didn't evolve him. He evolved the Earth because all the plant and animal life share that skin. Okay. Like, this dude took out a knife and tried to cut a plant. The plant cut the knife. (laughs) I shit you not, that happened. (laughs) So they even had to be careful where they walked around in a forest or they were going to fall into a bush and get minced. Uh, Okay. 
I like that. This move. This sounds like an awesome trilogy. Yeah, like it sounds, sounds amazing awesome on paper. So like but... you're making me want to watch this. But then when everyone and you're including yourself saying this sucks and it's mid, where did they fumble the bag? Let's go into the first movie. You said it's pretty weak. It's not your favorite. Uh, it's is it too much plot? Not enough plot. The first human? movie is until they get back to Earth and fight the Phylus. It's all plot. Okay. So even you said at the beginning they're they're taking off of Earth, running away from Godzilla. Are they actually running away from Godzilla, or is it just off screen? Right, so because I know there's like a comic book series or a manga that like does a lot of build up of the first part of the movie before the movie even airs. Yeah, I heard about it, but I've not. I, seen I haven't read it. About I, that. I just know it's a thing. Yeah, I need to. I need to look that up at some point and see if this got any details. So but... maybe that makes the movies good if you. Yeah. I mean, the movie kind of goes over that, too, but very briefly. Like, that's why I couldn't find out, like, what the origins right, of Godzilla Because, like, he Earth fucking were. fights, like, Hidora and shit. Like, some through all of research, through all of our episodes, we see, yeah. like, oh, yeah, he fought Planet yeah, Godzilla. So episode you know, one, like, it opens as uh, the main character narrating, like, uh, and this year, got monsters just started popping up. Godzilla wasn't even the first monster that came up. They were fighting monsters for, like, 25 years before Godzilla even showed up. Okay. Like the first one I saw was Kumongus, and then they did a montage of a bunch of other lesser monsters. And then they finally say, and then he showed up. Okay. The king of those monsters. <coughs> and basically, Godzilla finally came up, and he just took out every other monster, just dominated everything, and then just started dominating humanity. They tried. Like he should. Yeah. That's his God given right. They were trying everything to take him down, but they couldn't do it on their own. And then that's when two different alien species actually came to Earth at the same time. Now, did they show up because Earthlings asked them to show up, or did this happen to show up? So, they both actually... Uh, the Bill of Saludo, the tech guys, said their planet was devoured by a black hole. So, they were, said they were coming there seeking refuge. They said, in return for refuge, we'll help you destroy Godzilla. That's fair. Yeah. I take and, that. They had some underhanded reason for doing it, too, but you don't find that out till the second movie. Okay. And then the other alien species, the Exif, said their planet was destroyed by a monster from where they're from, and they also had to flee already. So they are already on the flee path I don't, from I monsters. wouldn't trust them. It's like, yeah. hang on, you already came from a monster-destroyed planet. Yeah. You uh, can't you, help us. And then in the third movie, you find out that that monster was Ghidorah, and they did that themselves. Because they worship him. Yeah, so they were coming to Earth to do that to Earth. But Godzilla was there, and he was getting in the way. I get it. Yeah. All right, so these aliens are like, all right, we'll help you out. Do they show up around the same time, or? Relatively, yeah, from what I could tell. That's lucky. Yeah. Make contact with two different aliens at roughly in the same time? Yeah. It was unlucky for those aliens, because the Bill of Saludo, once they took out Mechagodzilla, they were going to use, once they took out Godzilla, they were going to use Mechagodzilla to conquer the Earth for themselves. <coughs> And then the Exif, their plan was to just brainwash humanity into summoning Ghidorah and then having Ghidorah eat the planet. That was both. What's of their the pl- end game of that? There's like, here's another planet. Are they are they Silver Surfer and they were? Th- yeah, they basically acted as heralds for Ghidorah, and Ghidorah is like basically Galactus in this. So series. and they're okay with just being like nomadic people going from planet to planet. Yeah, like their whole religion was, we follow a world devourer. And we're gonna make him devour. We're gonna lead him to devour every world we can get to. You know what? I do it. <laughs> hey man, if you're gonna get devoured by Ghidorah or be his like herald, I do it. I mean, for them, they said being devoured by Ghidorah was an honor. Which oh, so they want to be? De- they want to be devoured by Ghidorah? Uh, 
Yes, but from from what I from what I've heard in the movie, a bunch of different groups of heralds just kind of spread out. So they're not even the only ones, as far as I know. Like there's other groups of them just out there looking for plants for Ghidorah to devour. Mm. Yeah. So do they? Is their plan to stay on the planet? Their plan the, was, or are they going to leave? Well, too? since the Bilisaludo got in their way, their plan was to come there, brainwash humanity, use them as a sacrifice to summon Ghidorah, and then Ghidorah would eat the planet. That was the excess. But then what's their plan after that? Are they going to be on the planet while it gets eaten, or are they going to like go to another um, planet? Based on what happens in the third movie, I assume those heralds would be eaten, yes. Oh, that's a bad, that's bad, bad planning. Yeah. You got to get out of there before he shows up. Yeah, basically they summon him. Well, the thing was, is based on the third movie, someone has to be there to direct Ghidorah so he can interact with this world without being affected by it. Uh, when we get into the third movie description, I'll go over that more. Okay, so yeah, let's so, focus on the first yeah, movie. So the Exif and the Bill Saluto and the humans all teamed up and still couldn't beat Godzilla. And it ended up getting to the point to... It ended up being the year 2030, and they realized that we can't win this right now. Okay. Especially after Godzilla destroyed Mecha Godzilla before they could even get it going. And that was in the first movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you see like a real quick clip of them trying to activate Mega Godzilla. Something went wrong. It didn't turn on and Godzilla just destroyed it immediately. <laughs> that's like, that's like Chekhov's gun, dude. Yeah. Like I... there's a, there's a thing in movies where Chekhov's gun, if you show a gun on screen, you have to use it. That's like a movie law 101. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Here's a Mecha Godzilla. No, he's destroyed before he does anything. Like, dude, that's, I would have got pissed. <laughs> I'd have been so pissed. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, he came back as a city later. That's, no. Like, hey, here's a really cool fucking Mechagodzilla, or it's something you can live yeah, inside. they got as far as programming it to destroy Godzilla, and that was it. All they had to do was, like, turn it so, on. So, these and... aliens are still in the other movies, even though it's 20,000 years in the future. Yeah, because what happened was they, instead of trying to beat Godzilla anymore because they knew they couldn't, they made a giant spaceship, and then all three races... Uh, basically boarded this ship to leave and find a new world, which we said so earlier. So, together? Yeah, they're all three races okay, are together okay, okay. on a space station, essentially. Gotcha, okay. And um, their plan was to go to this other planet. Now, that are they, they traveling for 20,000 years, or is it just like a weird time warp, right, warm so it's, bullshit? Um, the only reason that the Earth aged 20,000 years is because they did, like, a space jump. And, right, um, so they folded time type bullshit. And I think that's actually accurate. If you travel at light speed... You're basically essentially traveling through time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so that's why when they came back to Earth, corner. that many years had passed since they were gone, even though for only for them it was only 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to them, 20 years, but for the Earth, 20,000. Mm -hmm. So essentially, one year traveling in space is a thousand years back at home. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's science to yeah. check out, because if, if there was a planet 65 million light years away to look at the Earth, yeah. they would see dinosaurs on Earth right now. Yes. You know, so, yeah, I, all right, that tracks. I get that. I can get so that. That, that part, I actually was happy that actually made sense. But that's so how it's the same it. group of humans and aliens the whole time? Yes. Okay, all right. And uh, uh, so so they're on the spaceship now. Things are getting kind of dire. They got to the planet they were hoping to re-inhabit, and it, they found out that the atmosphere was not habitable. Like, the planet was desolate and could not support life. It's a bad plan. Everyone's bad at planning in this Yeah, planet, in this and then, series. like, the elderly there kind of wanted to go... Because they're kind of done with living in space. They're old. They don't want to do this anymore. And then one guy... and then <laughs> That's uh, such Gundam mentality. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, kind of Gundam mentality. That's exactly what happened in Gundam. <laughs> and then the guys who were in charge of the space station, they were like leaders from each race that were in charge. 
they said, all right, we're going to load up all these old people on the ship, and then they're just going to go down there and probably die. But that's because <laughs> they want to. But one, the main character thought that they were being forced out. Like, like they're just getting rid of the old people. That's exactly the episode of Gundam. You know the episode we're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, the, the, the young male protagonist thought that they were discarding the old. And I think the reason he was really pissed off about it is because one of them was his grandpa. But his grandpa's like, no, let me go down there and die, dude. Yeah, Fuck you. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what happens. Like, he's like, laddie, I'm old. Let me go. <laughs> and so that convinces him that he was going to just blow up the shuttle before they could leave it, leave with it. They weren't on it at that moment. And um, so he gets arrested and then they go down and he watches from his jail cell as that shit blows up before he can even make it to the planet. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go to this planet and then they blow him up in space. Yeah. And I will say here. Did you... someone blow him up or they blow up on accident? Yeah. So. The, it was labeled as an accident at that time because no one knew why it blew up. But you find out in the third movie that a guy who was um, well known by the main protagonist planted a bomb on it to blow it up just to piss him off. <laughs> and he, I'll explain why he wanted him mad later. Oh my god. That's like so fun. Like, I've done some petty stuff to piss you off, Charles. That's I'm not maximum gonna, petty. I'm not going to kill a bunch of old people trying to just die on a planet surface. Cause yeah, they, want they wanted to. to die on their own. Some dude's like, no, nah, I'm going to blow you up just to piss this kid off. That's that's a level of psych, of like fucking psychoticness that I will never understand. <laughs> and that is amazing. It was part, he, like that exif, it, it was an exif that did that. He was playing the long game. Like his plan started there. <laughs> Yeah, like, you find out why he did all that in the third movie, but that's like, when his plan started. Kind of, but you think about kind of a mercy, because, like, they probably would have died a slow death on that planet. Yeah. It's kind of a mercy, but also really fucked up. Really fucked up. Uh, in a fictional space of me you looking know, at I, it in a fictional space. Actually, you know, I can't, I can't even call it a full mercy, but that shit blew up slowly. So some of them probably felt that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, let's wrap up this first one. We're already, we're already at 50 minutes, so let's wrap up this first movie. Yeah, okay. So, the main guy, the main protagonist, uh, and that exif that blew up the ship secretly, um, actually found out about the weakness in the dorsal plates in the shield. And so they use that as a way to convince the guys in the ship to let that guy out of jail, and they go back to Earth, take out Godzilla, and reclaim their home. They go all the way back, they uh, make a landing party, find out things are way the fuck different than they left it. And then uh, they fight Godzilla, they beat him, they blow him up, and then actual Godzilla shows up. Mm. And then they're like, fuck. Movie's over. Okay. Second All movie, the important stuff was on the ship, so I just kind of grazed over the last. That, that's fine. So, okay. yeah, kind of a bummer that, like, this whole thing... So, a lot of the movie is just them on the spaceship. Uh, the first, like, third of it, I feel. Okay. And then the second third is them setting up for the attack, and the final third is the actual fight. So, like, Godzilla's screen time is, like... One third of it. Oh, all right. That's... Like of the, him actually on screen? Uh, more like the last quarter of it. Because there's a... When they run on there, there's a lot of, like, indigenous life trying to mm, fuck with them, okay, too. Okay. So, they all look like Godzilla-based monsters, which is cool. Okay. But Godzilla was only really in it in, like, the final fight. Until the real Godzilla showed up mm. after that fight. So, like I said, most of it plot. Okay. So, second movie. Okay, second movie. Uh, after they all got wiped out on the ground, they lost communication to the mothership, and all their spaceships that could take them back were destroyed in the attack. Okay. That sucks. So, um, a handful survived. 
And when I say a handful, I'm guessing somewhere between 50 uh, to 100 out of the 600 that landed. Oh, yeah. I never did ask how many went on the ship, so... Yeah, so on the ship, I don't know what the actual population is, but they sent down, like, 600 people. Okay, so there's another ship in space. Yeah, the mothership is still in space. Okay. They sent down, like, six to eight shuttles with all the equipment and military force they were going to need to do this of plan. About 600. Yeah. And about 100 survived or whatever, 50. Yeah, somewhere between 50 or 100, I'm <coughs> guessing, because I don't remember the exact number if they said one. Okay. And um, the protagonist got separated from everybody. And he gets, uh, he, he wakes up in like this weird hut, which you find out he was saved by one of the Shobajin of this movie series. And these are the bug people. Yeah, they look like regular normal people, but they have like brownish skin with white tattoos all over the body. That means they're bug people. Um, you have you have brown skin. Well, the only reason I call them bug people is because one of the scientists that survived the attack and reunited with everybody back at the bug people's home said uh, he was doing analysis on them, and you can you can kind of see like glitter all over their their people's bodies. Okay, and he says those are reminiscent of like insect scales, so he just calls them bug people. Mm. And thinks that they evolved from like a bug species. That it feels like a humanoid. microaggression, honestly. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, f- we find out later that they're involved with Mothra and they worship it as a god. Okay. And they 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 explain to humanity fighting Godzilla is pointless. It's not gonna work. Uh, even their god Mothra f- f- fought and failed to defeat him. Although they did say that Mothra was able to get past the shield by using its scales to reflect its beam back at it. Kind of like uh, in the Heisei series, Godzilla and Mothra Battle for Earth, the one with Batra in it. Yeah. Where Mothra like kind of puts up his scales, and when Godzilla tries to do a blast, it reflects back at him. Yeah. So basically, I'm assuming that's what happened. But also, Mothra the, still... The f- Super X does that, too. Yeah. Mothra still eventually lost and died. That's too bad. And she didn't get a chance to lay an egg? You find out in the third movie there is an egg, yes. Okay, good for her. Yeah. Never get to see a hatch, but yeah. Oh, well. Sad, yeah. You do get to see Mothra in like a vision, though, in the third movie. So you don't really see her at all. No, you see her like in a mindscape. Uh, yeah, it, the third movie gets really trippy sometimes. It just kind of feels like this movie... Actually, like... no. So each movie has its own opening sequence. The one for the third movie is really trippy. I'm like, if I was on drugs, I'd be losing my shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, second movie. They meet up with the bug people. Um... Some of the people who were wounded were treated by the bug people, and you see that some of the humans kind of have, like, a layer of, gl- of like, the scale glitter on them. Uh, it fades over time, but, you know, that's kind of, like, covering their skin now. They okay. never, they obviously haven't bathed or anything, so it's still on them. That's relevant later. Um, they find out while they're out in the wilds that the bug people, I'm going to call them Mothra's people from now on. Bug people <laughs> seems derogatory. Mothra's tribe... Sure. Um, has like metal tipped arrows that can take out these like metallic skinned monsters. And you find out that that's the same nano metal that they were using to make Mecha Godzilla. Oh. And that's in the, in the Bill of Saludo noticed that and said, Where did you get this? And then the Shobajins show them where they get it. And then they find Mecha Godzilla City. Apparently, when the Mecha Godzilla was destroyed, the nano metal was able to self replicate itself. And over 20,000 years, self-replicated to the point that it turned itself into a city and was smart enough to cloak itself with like a kind of fog that prevents detection so Godzilla Earth couldn't find it. So it's not underground or anything? No, it's just literally sitting in a secluded valley. White rare Mega Godzilla was destroyed originally. They go into the city and find like a main central control 
component of it, and they find the destroyed head of Mechagodzilla in it, and that that is what's powering the whole thing. They were able to reactivate it, and then take control of the city. Okay. And then that's when they came up with a plan of using the city to trap and take out Godzilla. How are they going to trap and take out Godzilla with the city? So what their plan like a was... a junk trap? So basically, because they can control the nanometal now, they could basically turn the city into an actual trap. Like a bear trap. Kind of, basically. What they did was they had the nanometal make a canal that they had to lure Mega Godzilla into. Um, they had to turn an exosuit they had that they tried to use as like an artillery thing originally, but then augmented it with nanometal so it could fly around at hypersonic speeds, shoot way stronger rounds, and could evade even Godzilla's energy blast. Okay. They called it a vulture, if anybody wants to know. And it's just like a dude in a suit. Uh, yeah, it's like man-piloted mechs. Okay. Think Gundams, but really small. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were only ma- able to make three by the time they started their assault. Um, one was the protagonist, one was a female friend of his, and one was a guy who was a Bill Saludo. Okay. And then they had Bill Saludos manning the main control room in Godzilla City. Mega Godzilla City. So they used the three vultures to lure Godzilla to the trap point, which was like a giant canal they built out. Mm-hmm. And their plan was to lure him in there. And they had harpoons on the outside of it that would shoot in the EMP emitters that would cause his things, his dorsal, his shield to return back on him and blow him up like they do with the phyllis, but on a larger scale, so it would actually work on him. Mm-hmm. They managed to lure him to the canal. Once he got sufficiently into the canal, they filled it with liquid nanometal, and then because they can control the liquid nanometal, they were able to instantly solidify it, stopping him in his tracks, and he couldn't move. Question. Yes. What if they just sent the nanometal down his throat and just, like, expanded his fucking torso until he exploded? That would have required them to knock him down, which they could not do. No, you can, you don't want to be knocked. If, if, if the nanometal can crawl, Well, right? they couldn't control it as, like... I guess you could regen that, probably, right? Probably. They couldn't control it as, like, you know, hand-waving it and it goes into the sky or anything. They could control, like, it constructing itself. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's not like they could, like, wave a hand and it just flies through the so air. So I'm thinking nanometal. I'm thinking, like, Iron Man's suit from, like, Endgame. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's kind of like that, yeah, but it can't, like, extend to the point where it can go that high into the air. Okay, okay. Like, you would have to build up a giant building to then go off of. Okay. And it takes time. Gotcha, okay. And plus, he probably could have regen that anyways. Yeah. Because got the whole plan is to turn off his regen ability. Yeah. Okay, and all right. That would also require them to find a way to make him force his mouth open, because he's obviously not going to try and bite on metal. Okay, so how does this fail? So... They trapped them in this in the metal. They disabled the shield. They shot. They are able to shoot one harpoon in because the other one got wiped out during the entrapment part. But he just started letting off fire, like a blast attacks and stuff. Sure. But he's pissed off, obviously. And um, that's they got it to work, but instead of him exploding, he did his energy conversion ability and turned all his like uh, electromagnetic field into heat. And that's what started turning burning Godzilla. Basically yeah. turned into his own form of burning Godzilla, yeah. And so the heat from his body just expanded and was starting to melt the city and the vultures could not get close enough to him without the people inside burning alive. Okay. So they basically had to just fly up into the sky to a safe zone. They couldn't fuck with them anymore. The vultures of the city. The vultures. Okay. City couldn't fly. Right. I was giving you That'd be fucking wild. That'd be very wild. That'd be city in the sky shit. Yeah. And uh, so the Bilisudo, what they did, the ones that were in the control room so they didn't die, they basically told Mechagodzilla City, hey, consume us with the nanometal, like cover us in the nanometal, which they did, 
which kind of takes away the humanity a little bit. Like, the Bill of Saludo are very, like, tech-savvy, and they're all, like, like technology is their god. Like, their plan was basically take over the world of nanometal at that point, once okay. they realized they could. And then the guy in the Vulture let the nanometal from the Vulture do that same thing to him, and then they tried to force that onto the protagonist and his female friend. The humans. Yeah. It started happening to the female, and she was fucking losing her mind because this is like it's painful like metal is going inside her body yeah yeah it it makes you metal from the inside out oh like covers you internally externally um but when it started working on him for some reason it stopped and just kind of chipped off like dry mud on your shoe okay plot armor yeah what you what we ended up finding out later was the scale dust from mothra's tribe prevented that from happening that's okay. why it wouldn't work on him. And the Bill Salute was like, why can't we cover you in this metal? We need you to do this. The only reason they were doing it was because they were going to use the three people in the vultures to dive bomb in and spike into him and cause him to explode. <laughs> and the only reason they couldn't do it was because they, as people, bile people, couldn't survive the heat long enough to do it. <laughs> Not a bad... I kind of respect yeah, that plan. Basically, the Bill Salute was like, we're going to make you guys sacrifice yourselves so we can beat this and then take over the planet. Kamikaze type stuff. Yeah. Basically, they were going to do that to beat Godzilla, and then they were going to just take over the planet with their nanometal and, technology. And they weren't able to do that. No. So, is that, because, is that how uh, the second movie ends? Yeah, the protagonist says, no, fuck that. Saves the female protagonist. Well, kind of saves the female protagonist. He blows up the control center to stop them from controlling the nanometal, and Godzilla takes that moment to recover and then just destroy the city. So, in theory, they might have had him. They could have had him had that dude not been had that dude been willing to give up his humanity and life to do it. Kind of a dick move on his part. Well, it's not very heroic. If you watch it from that standpoint, like he want he basically the Bill Saluto were gonna take away their will, and he's a people person. He believes in humans, like people having their own will. He wouldn't. He didn't want to win in a way that would make it uh, take it out of their hands. I don't know. It was more of a pride thing to be know. honest. Still a dick move, but yeah, like you can save the planet. I guess. At that point, though, there's no safe. Yeah. Like, it's his planet. Also, his humanity's gone. Also, his exif alien friend, who was secretly betraying him the entire time, like, was also convincing him not to fucking do it. Also, what stops the humans from just living in Mechagodzilla City? If they can't be dis- discovered, you can just live in a society there. True. Like, why even try to kill the giant thing that's. Like, it terraformed the Earth to itself. Basically. Like, you're the dickhead at this point. Like, it's his planet. Yeah. Like, you can't. Like, yeah. I could turn the planet also, around. did they not think they could just live with the Mothra tribe either? Like, they clearly yeah, like, have been living no with society. them this whole time. Like, they said, hey, don't fucking try and fight this. We know it ain't gonna work. I, I, w- just I been understand the, the tech aliens not wanting to do that, because, like, oh, we're all about tech. We don't want to live this primitive life. Yeah. But why don't the humans just be like, no, this is fine. We can, like, live with this. Well, at this point, they still had no contact with the mothership. They, had, they were able to get some transmissions out, but... Ultimately, they I lost still contact say, again. Humans in the second movie, not the good guys. I'm going to say that. No, like they lost out to their pride. Okay, third movie. Um, so third movie. Um, towards the end of the second movie, actually, before we move on to the third, you find out that the XF alien friend of the protagonist was already starting to like mentally control people through religious talk and shit. So by the beginning of the third movie, he's already got a good group cult following doing what he wants. And they're kind of like using the main Wait, protagonist. Is this the tech alien or the religious the, alien? The exif, the religious alien. Okay. So his plan 
now that the Bill of Saludo are out of the way, he starts to enact his plan. Oh, so this kills a lot of Bill of Saludo. Yeah, almost, like, all the Bill of Saludo died in Mechagodzilla City. At least the ones on the planet. Yes. And, uh, since the protagonist was the one that ultimately cost them their lives, the Bill of Saludo and the mothership found out about it and revolted up there and took over the, like, the energy core of the ship and threatened to turn off the life support. So they're having a crisis up there while they're still down here. Okay. Yeah. So I got really political up there really fucking fast. Again, Charles, I'm sounding like this is going to be like an awesome series. This is kind of a bummer. Like, maybe for now on, any movie that I think is going to suck, I'll have you watch and explain it to me. Yeah. I think we're going to do that for now. (laughs) With any movie Like, the way I'm explaining it makes it sound awesome. It makes it sound amazing. Like, if these movies are like half an hour shorter, I think they'd be better. Okay. So third movie. So third movie. Right an hour and five minutes. Third movie. They're back at the uh, Mothra tribe base. Um, Memphis, I'm going to actually name drop him at this point. Oh, drop it. Is the exif alien friend of the main protagonist whose name I can't remember. Um, He's like basically getting all the humans to like come to his belief system. And it's working. And his Is dad. Josh Emerson. I didn't look up the active voice actors or anything. Oh, I mean, that was the per- I, I'm just looking at, like, the people in the movie. I don't know. All right, never mind. I'm dumb. Yeah, Keep so, going. and then uh, Memphis' dad, who's an exif on the mothership, is doing the same up there with a lot of people. Like, convincing them, like, you know, Ghidorah's God, Ghidorah's great, all that shit. Like, he will save us from Godzilla and stuff. And basically, he's just coercing all the humans to come to his belief system so that their god can take out Godzilla. They start drinking the Kool-Aid. Basically. Okay. At some point, literally, actually, he makes like a pot of some stuff and they drink it. Do they die? <laughs> yes, actually. They die like, from Kool-Aid? Sh- like shadow forms of Ghidorah on the ground, like bite the human shadows, and it actually eats their limbs off. The shadow limbs or their limbs? Their actual limbs. Like, as the shadows of Ghidorah bite the shadows of the people, it's as if they're biting off the actual body parts of those people. And they had to eat a soup for that to happen. Uh, well, they did, like, a whole ritual thing with Memphis, and that triggered it. Interesting. So, like, they, they Jonestowned it. Okay. Yeah. And, um... You find out that the Exif are telepaths. They can speak mentally. Oh. They can he- they can even hear other telepaths and not let them be aware of it. Oh. So, the Shobajin, those two girls... They are actually telepaths. They can communicate with each other mentally. Oh. So Memphis, the Exif, was keeping tabs on their conversations the entire time without letting anybody know. That's an invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah. And even they called him out on it once they realized he could do that. Uh, one of the Shobajins called him out on it. Um. So why did, why did Homeboy want to make him mad to kill his grandpa? All right, so the reason he wants to make the protagonist mad was because they needed, like, a strong emotional anchor to summon Ghidorah as well. So he's like, this guy's really angry. Let's make that worse and use it as an anchor. So basically, Respect. this entire time that the protagonist, like, it started with his grandfather being blown up. He's been failing at every point on Earth against Godzilla, so he's just getting this massive, growing anger for Godzilla to the point that it's strong enough that Memphis can finally use him as a ritual point to call in, Mecha- or call in Ghidorah. Um, before all that happens, like, uh, the main protagonist is talking with their science human buddy, trying to find out stuff, and that's when the science human buddy's like, hey, Memphis is kind of fucking shit up right now, like, he's basically using you as, like, uh, 
a miracle thing. Like, because what they did, what Memphis did was he says the meadow couldn't fuck with the protagonist because he was protected by our God. So, yeah, yeah, literally, that's what he did. So he propped him up as a religious piece to make everybody follow what he wants to say. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. It, like, Memf- like the third movie, Memphis, is, like, straight on point with his plan. It's fucking, it's really psychologically fucked right. up. You'd like him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So Memphis is just kind of mind-fucking everybody at this point. Uh, and so the the main protag is just kind of trying to like slowly piece everything together. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then the show begin are like trying to talk to him and be like, hey, you gotta like. I don't know what their thing was. I, th- I think they liked him. Oh, okay. Because at some point, one of them fuck him. Nice. <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, he got some <laughs> bug people poon. <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> it's the only time I'll ever say that shit. Yeah, he sleeps at one of the show Good for him. And I know he got the deal done because later in the movie, she's pregnant. Oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, it's a really sad ending, though. Oh, no. <laughs> not for the baby. Not for the baby. For him, not the baby. I'll get to that point. So, Memphis kidnaps the other Shobajin that wasn't fucking him at the time. Because that's when he kidnapped him is when he was fucking the other one. Okay. She's vulnerable. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Her sister's not there. It basically puts her on a cross. He doesn't, like, crucify her. He just ties her to it. And uh, he just goes and hides with her because she was the one that found out he could hear them Wait, talking. Wait, is the Ghidorah symbol of the religion a cross? No, it's kind of like a... It's a weird, like... Zigzag, it's like a It's like a triple pentagon pattern type oh, thing. Cool. All right. Um, I, I can look it up when we're done and show it to you. It's, sure. a, it's a really interesting design. I actually like it. Okay. Uh, but he's got, he's got this, like, rock pebble thing that's like a a viewpoint for Ghidorah, so he has to put that in his own eye, which he does. Okay, you mentioned that before. So he's yeah. got all the pieces together. He's got a group of, pe- of religious nut jobs he can sacrifice. He's got a strong emotional anchor, anchor, and he's got a hostage. Sure, and he's got the eyepiece to Yeah, see. he's got the eyepiece. Because okay. he actually used the Bill Salutas tech to repair it because it got damaged at Ugh. some point. Yeah. So, um, that wasn't really relevant at the time. I'm like, so oh, he just how does the summon go? Right. So... He does the ritual with the nut jobs. Uh, they all drink from uh, a pot he made. And then as they're like standing there in their pose of prayer, uh, Ghidorah's like head as a shadow manifests from the pot shadow and just starts weaving through the human shadows and taking bites out of their shadows. But he's not just biting the shadow. It's as if he's actually biting them and just ripping off limbs. You just see that whole room just get eaten alive movie Char- charles this movie sounds amazing it does like this sounds amazing <laughs> for real like on on verbally and on paper it sounds fantastic it just all three movies are just too long all for right, what they so are he eats all the people in there and then um all suddenly back at the mothership a fucking event horizon just sprawls out and oh. a black hole just shows up and out of that black hole is one of Ghidorah's heads Okay. And I was kind of trying to Not figure out... Not a shadow out, head, an actual no, yellow like head. No, like Ghidorah's actual head. Okay. It looks really weird. Mm-hmm. I do not like the design they have for Ghidorah. Okay. It's just like a really long snake with a weird, long, snouted head. Mm. And I I couldn't figure out if the people on the ship could see it or not. Because they're like, what, what's going on? We Like, why is fucking everything going haywire? Like, because their whole ship's, like, sensors and scanners are just going fucking crazy. Okay. Like... They, they, on their scanners, they say there's a event horizon there. I think they can see the black hole. 
but the scanners say there's nothing there. Like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden, all the systems start failing, and they're like... Are there windows? Yeah. Okay. So, I right. don't... Yeah. That was really weird. It was, they didn't... They're... So maybe they couldn't see the actual they're like, manifestation they're, of the dragon head. They, I think they could, like, right before they died. Okay. But that's as good as I could get that. So ba- I'm they guessing could Ghidorah... clearly see it down on Earth, so I don't know what the hell is going on up there. I'm guessing Ghidorah just rips that thing apart. Yeah, he basically just... His neck, like, wraps around it. It doesn't, like, squeeze it. It just kind of wraps around... And then I think he just alters gravity and crushes and explodes it. So he pulls like a really cool Manda. Yeah. Okay. But without physically touching the ship, he just, his neck just wraps around it. So Mephi's dad, who was up there doing his own like ritual with the nut jobs he had up there, dies in that ship too. So self-sacrifice for the Good cause. For him. Yeah. For the cause. And then, uh, but Memphis, you know, when he does his ritual, he doesn't get killed because Ghidorah hasn't come down to eat the planet yet. Mm. And, um, so now down at the planet, like, a fucking crazy-ass storm whips up, and out of the clouds are three event horizons. Each one has a Ghidorah head spawn out of it. And they... Oh, they each have their own spawn hole. There's not one hole for yeah, all three heads. which is weird, because I'm like, if his whole body came out, would they have to retract one of the heads and come out of one hole? Like, what the I fuck's going on? I think so. Yeah, so I think he just... Or all... Or the three fuse together into one giant one, and he walks out? Maybe, but, like, in... Later on, there's, like, a mindscape battle between the protagonist and Memphis, and you see Ghidorah's full body there as kind of like a silhouette, so you know all those heads are connected to a body. Okay. So, it's kind of weird. I think maybe Ghidorah feels he only needs his heads in that dimension to get the job done, because he's Fair. so fucking powerful. He kind of does. Yeah, as a fourth dimensional creature, he's fucking nuts powerful, as long as he can't be affected by that world. Okay. Which he's not. Um, so, how is he, like, almost beating Godzilla? So, when... At first, only one head comes out, and Godzilla sees it, and it's like, fuck this, immediately does a beam attack on it. The beam refracts right off of him, doesn't even touch him. Okay. And the people, the humans that are watching it on their scanners, the beam just fired straight. Nothing happened. Ghidorah doesn't even show up on their scanners. Like, and then that's when they realized, oh shit, Ghidorah is not subject to the laws of our reality. That's why our senses are picking him up. That's why our scanners are showing Godzilla's beam went straight, even though it curved. It's not making sense because he shouldn't be in that world. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ghidorah just kind of closes the distance on Godzilla. And right before Ghidorah is about to strike Godzilla with a bite, Godzilla kind of swings at the head, but his arm just passes right through Ghidorah like he's touching nothing. It's like a ghost. Yeah. And then Ghidorah just kind of wraps around him and bites him on the shoulder and actually hits it's him. It's so not fair that he can touch you, but yeah. you can't touch him. And the sh- Godzilla's electromagnetic shield is able to defend against physical and ranged attacts. That did nothing. It, it, didn't even, it didn't stop him at all. So The shield didn't stop Ghidorah? No. Okay. So Ghidorah is so unaffected by our world's physics that not even Godzilla's shield can stop him. Okay. So Godzilla is completely helpless to this version of Ghidorah. Okay. And then um, after a minute or two passes, two more heads come out and wrap around and bite him too. And it's basically just Ghidorah just like hugging wrapping around, like hugging him for a long time. At this point, they see Memphis over on a cliff, and the protagonist goes to stop him. Because he's controlling him with the eye thing. Yeah. Um, and then that's when we see Ghidorah actually pick Godzilla off the ground. Baller. Yeah. And is just slowly sucking all the energy out of him. Even to the point that G- Godzilla tries to do his energy conversion, go burning form. And their scanners see that Godzilla is hot as shit. Like, his heat is just through the roof. But as they're looking at it, all the heat is being sapped out of him. Scanners say he's heating up, but the heat is just going straight into Ghidorah because Ghidorah is absorbing his energy. 
He's like a he's like a Capri Sun at that point. Yeah, he's just sucking him dry. Okay. <laughs> and so the protagonist finally catches up to Memphis, and Memphis kind of throws them both into like a mind mental mindscape type thing. I don't know what the fuck sure. happened. It was weird. Must have been it's just a way to fill more time. It seems. Yeah, like. I think I, I'm assuming the eye thing let him do that. And so he's just showing him all of humanity's shortcomings, the destruction. Like, listen, guy, I'm like, a human. I know our shortcomings. Yeah, cycles of destruction. Just feel, just trying to keep him angry and feel like Ghidorah's anger. And that's when the other Shobajin, um gets the science human friend, takes him to Mothra's egg so that they can use it to enter that mindscape. So Which, it was a whole mindscape battle? Yeah, so Mothra... I'm yeah, over that. Yeah. Mothra shows that. up in the mindscape. That's the only time you see it. And kind of like says Ghidorah get the fuck out of here and um the protagonist breaks out of the mindscape and just thumbs that dude's eyes <laughs> breaks that stone in his eye okay yeah and once that stone is broken Ghidorah is now subject to our world's laws right and Godzilla just bitch slaps him off of him really yeah like takes care of him easily yeah, like, basically because there's no longer an anchor for him to stay there, and, like, he can't be guided by the eye thing anymore, because Mothra kind of convinces that dude, hey, just let go of your anchor for a little while, just chill. So he lost majority of that emotional anchor and lost the eye, like, control point. So he's already starting to fade away because he can't stay there anymore. And Godzilla's just fucking him up on his way out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not even like a definitive like. Yeah, he didn't definitively destroy Ghidorah. Ah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, like I said earlier, anticlimactic as fuck. He hugged him for a long ass time and just disappeared. All right. Um, and then after that fight, everybody goes back to the tribe. Decide that we're just gonna live with these people now. Which they should have done in the first place. Yeah, which they should have fucking done in the first place. Uh, you find that. Are there the, any of the aliens left on Earth, or uh, is it just humans? I think Memphis is the only exif that went down to the planet so he's the the exif and bilisudo i think are gone at this point okay so it's just humans two birds and, one stone i yeah. guess so just humans and the mothra tribe uh, and that's the end yeah you see that the humans take off like their their clothes and don the clothes of the tribe um you see that one of the shobajin is heavily pregnant uh she's got like a different hairstyle like she just got married uh, yeah, and then the science, married, you and, and you find out later that one of the vultures actually survived. It was the one that the protag got, got away from burning Godzilla in. Okay. And the science dude's like, hey, dude, I got this working again. We can actually get the nanometal in to start self-replicating. We could rebuild society. We could restart humanity. And dude's like, and then you hear like Ghidorah's call, like in his head, like, and then you hear Memphis's voice in his head. It's like, as long as you're here, Ghidorah's anchor will be too. So that dude's like, fuck. So he gets in the vulture, says, well, I gotta go. Charges that Godzilla and gets himself killed. So Ghidorah can't come back. And that's... Is that how the movie and ends? And that's how it ends. <laughs> yeah. The what ending the is kind of shit, yeah. That's a shit ending. Yeah. You had me hyped for these movies. Yeah. And now I'm like, nah, I don't He was gonna have a kid. He was gonna have a family. They were gonna live with these people. And he's like, oh, I'm too angry. And these people don't even have a word for anger. If I stick around, they're gonna learn what anger is. And, God- and Ghidorah's gonna come back. So I gotta kill myself. Well, you have Godzilla to sit- protect you from Ghidorah. Yeah. Also, there's like no anger point. Like, how the fuck is... Like, dude, think about it. Memphis is gone. There's no... Unless, like, another group of exes are gonna come down here... And you're going to know what their plan is already. Just fucking kill them when they show up. Like, there's yeah. no bad part. 
Like, what? Wow. It's like, homie, dude. Homie, take another five minutes to think about your plan. Yeah, it's like fucking Romeo and Juliet. Like, Romeo, just wait like ten Damn. seconds, dude. That's a bummer. Yeah, like... Okay, so... I'm assuming that's why a lot of people didn't like these shows. Like, yeah, way too much time on plot, and the ending was shit. So, we don't... We've never done a rating of a movie, but what's your rating of a movie, of these movies as a whole? Um, if one, I out would, of, one out of ten. If I would do one out of ten for each, as a whole? As a whole. As a whole, uh, six. Okay. I'm being generous. E- each individual? Each individual. Number one... The final fight is kind of a saving grace. I'll give it a four. Okay, two? Uh, two, I'm going to give that one actually like a seven or an eight because it was my favorite of the You could do point fives or whatever you want. I'll do, I'll do a 7.5. Okay, and three. It was my most enjoyable of them. Um, And then three, I'm going to give a six point, you know, just like, like a 5.5. Okay. Like the whole like religion corruption shit and like the psychological aspect of it was nice. But the fight with Ghidorah was such a letdown. Yeah, that's a bummer. Like, everything up to that was good until that fight. Then I'm like, this is And boring. if you think about it, the movies do kind of lead up to that Ghidorah fight, because that's the whole reason that dude's, like, being a dick to him. To yeah, like, like, him. Me- like, Memphis, throughout all three movies, is doing his plan, just playing the long game. And when you, like, realize by the third movie, all his things he did had motive towards this... It makes those movies a little bit better because yeah. you realize all that shit's going on behind the scenes, which is why I didn't grade them lower. Mm-hmm. Because there's actually intricacies like you need to rewatch to realize exactly what all is going on. Um, but yeah, like the ending was the final fight of the series is just so anticlimactic, yeah, yeah, and the ending was so shit. Like I can't give it too high yeah, praises. That's a bummer. But like, again, the, like you just have three disembodied heads out of a portal. How do you have a good fight? Right, like you know, like they would have if they had just brought in like an actual Ghidorah with that design, just scaled yeah. to Godzilla. That would have been you could even made it twice as big as Godzilla. That would have been fine with me. That fight would have been much better because you had a full, you had a model of it, obviously, but you showed his full body, even if yeah. though it was a silhouette in the mindscape. You could have had that in the actual world, like. You didn't have to just do three super long. You could have even had a good heads. fight and then have Ghidorah, Ghidorah still fuck off. As long as you saw the full body in a good fight, yeah, I think that still would have been fine. Yeah, I they I think they went with. I think they're going for more artsy, or artsy something. shit. Yeah, they should have went with an actual fight. All right, so if they went with an actual fight, that last movie would have been the best of all three. So we do our tier list. This Godzilla tier is he top of the top of the fucking heap? as far as power goes I gotta put him S tier because of how is he S plus is he is he probably elite? probably S plus he is ridiculously overpowered is he the best of the best do you think you gonna put your name on that I mean sheer size alone I don't think anything else would compare to him and okay. the fact that his shield stops literally everything I don't think anything else could damage him unless they could find out the way to stop the shield from working. Okay, you you bring Legendary and make him grow up to that size. Oh, you put Legendary at that size? Legendary will probably eventually You think so? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, but but without doing that, he is top of the heap. As of this recording, November 15th, 2023. Yeah. Biz, if you bring Godzilla to his size, he'll probably be able to do that tail snap thing. He'll probably have that same roar ability. Because he'd be so much bigger, such larger lungs, he'd have the capacity for it. The only thing he wouldn't have would be the shield. Okay. Uh, because his beam could already cut through the earth. Scaled up to that, he'd obliterate the earth. Yeah. So the shield would probably overcharge and break out to that, 
if he kept it steady on him, and then eventually it would just go right through. He him. would have the strength to keep it steady. Yeah, because he because he's, he's being powered by the Hollow Earth okay. based on the Monster okay. King of the Monsters movie, not King of the Monsters, um, Godzilla vs Kong movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think if you scale Legendary Godzilla to the size of Godzilla Earth, Legendary's probably got that fight. Okay, that's interesting. That's an but interesting as movie. as it stands now, I think Godzilla Earth is probably the strongest kaiju in the Godzilla verse due to his sheer size and overpowered abilities. Okay. Well, I respect that. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for entertaining me. Hopefully our audience liked this. This was a different kind of thing, but honestly, Chuck, if I had to say your rendition of telling me the movies, I'm going to say they're an eight. Yeah, I mean... Great, great, except (laughs) shitty ending. As I said, it's better heard spoken or on paper. Watching it, it's not as fun because the plot does drag, the movies are a bit too long, and the fights are... Especially the last one, anticlimactic at points. This might be a spinoff series. If people like this, I just might have you watch, like our bonus episode will be you watching some movie I don't want to watch, and then you explain the plot. Just to make me. me rewatch Singular Point and explain the whole oh, thing. And in not, even that, not, not even kaiju movies. I'd be like, Chuck, I've never seen uh, fucking Unforgiven. That's a cowboy movie from the 90s. It's supposed to be really good. I've never seen it. Like, Chuck, watch Unforgiven and explain the plot. Just you pick a random Yeah, movie. that sounds kind of like fun. Like, I don't know. If people like this, we might do Please that. Please don't make me watch trash. <laughs> no, Unforgiven is supposed to be like a really good movie. It's like a right, right. award-winning movie based off Wyatt Earp. Have you... I've... Wyatt Earp, the, uh, the sheriff from like, yeah, I was like, Wild West from like Missouri. Or something <laughs> just kind of blindsided me with that reference. Yeah, well, that's what um, Unforgiven Have you seen the movie... Ca- have you seen Cowboys vs. Aliens? Yes. It's a fun movie. Yeah, that was actually kind of a fun, funny movie. All right. Anyways, I got to do my plugs, Chuck. Yeah, go ahead. So, hey, uh, so this coming month, December, Lost Legends Tales of Thern will be back. So to celebrate that, I'm bringing on a couple of the Lost Legends guys onto this show, and we're going to talk about different things. I got Joey says he's going to agree to do it. Unfortunately, Charles can't make it to that episode because we're going to be recording on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so there will be, so if there's a tally for how many episodes we've both been on, Charles, I will officially be in the lead of you by one. <laughs> That's so, not my fault. It is your fault. I have family obligations. So does Joey. Fault. Joey's driving in from fucking Des Moines and still going to re, he's going to stop here before Thanksgiving, record the episode, then go up to his family. Well, it depends on the time you do it. I'll let you know what time. Yeah. Maybe if if I work. can make it time wise, I'll try, but so I can't if, make any promises. So those episodes will be out in December. If it works out. Joey's episode, we're going to talk about a Transformer, because he loves Transformers. Um, I'm going to let him pick which one, and he's going to kind of lead us in, like, the discussion of the breakdown and stuff. Uh, then Alec will be on later in the month also. He loves uh, Power Rangers. Oh, so we're I gonna, like him too. So we're going to talk about a Megazord with Alec's episode, which you should be able to be there for that one, hopefully. Probably. Um, and Alec will actually be here too. He'll be, like, it'll be first time Joey and Alec and I have been recorded in person on a podcast. It's going to be really interesting. Going to have um, to get a third mic. Yeah, I have a third. I have like five mics, dude. Ah, like we used to, Lost Legends season one was recorded in person. That's right. Yeah. So also with the season four dropping, it's a brand new campaign, new characters, new storyline, same universe, just different timeline. So uh, we're gonna I'm gonna drop that first episode or two in this feed also. So if you see that episode appear in this feed, hey, if you want to give it a try, awesome. If you don't, let's go ahead and skip it. But just try to drum up some some because it's like it's a brand new campaign so i'm gonna try to draw up some excitement for that so that's what i'm gonna have them on but also we're gonna have our own regular episode of godzilla trial podcast on december i don't want to say what it is yet but there's a big movie coming out in december because that doesn't immediately spoil it yeah so i, I i'm not a hundred like we have plans to see it 
We have plans to do a spoiler full review, not review, but we're gonna break down the plot and shit. So yeah, so please see the movie if before you, don't want you listen to that episode. Yes. Um, we will give a spoiler warning on the episode. Yeah, but we're gonna do a minus one. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have time to do it and shit. Holidays might get a little wild and stuff, yeah. and we're getting laid off of work, so money might be a little bit of a problem too. So, I'll, oh yeah, we're getting laid off of work uh, this coming week. If you want to buy my dice. That would be greatly appreciated. That helped me out a ton because I'm getting laid off for a little yeah. bit. Don't worry about me. I got a second job. Uh, so if you could hit up my dice shop, mingobroresin.com, I'm probably going to do a sale that week just to help sell some stuff because I'm going to need the money. Um, that'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. I'm not begging. You're getting something in return. It's something I made myself. Yeah, they are really cool. I'll even write you a handwritten note of a thank you and I'll sign it because yeah. I'm your favorite podcaster. You'll get a signature. That's awesome. Um, if, if you want to buy some dice, that is. Uh, so yeah. Uh, MingleBurtResin.com is my dice. Lost Legends Tales of Thern. Uh, season 4 will be out next month. We're going to do bonus episodes to celebrate that. Uh, follow our show's Discord. Join our Discord. Join the Instagram that I don't ever update unless it's for an episode. <laughs> All that shit. Um, and Chuck, why don't you lead us on out, bud? Alright. We like to always thank you guys for listening to us babble on and on. And like always, we want to tell you to thank God for Godzilla. <laughs>